It's the Locked On Aggies Podcast, presented by Locked On Podcast Network, talking all things Texas A&M. Now, here's your host, Cole Thompson. Howdy, everybody, and welcome back into another episode of Locked On Aggies, presented by the Locked On Podcast Network. Cole Thompson here in the driver's seat, talking all things Texas A&M, and today, we're going to be talking about one of the greatest pass rushers to ever grace the fields at College Station at Kyle Field, and that is Von Miller. Unlike other pass rushers and other former Aggies, this guy has been in the talk of media during the COVID-19 crisis for multiple reasons, because of his humanitarian work, his health, and of course, his production entering his age 31 season. And the only way we could talk about him a little bit more is by getting someone who covers him on a daily basis. So we got Cody Rourke from Locked on Broncos joining us on the podcast tonight. But before we begin, make sure you're following us on social media at Mr. Cole Thompson. I am the host of the show and I love public feedback. I like being told I suck or I'm doing something terrible. That way I know what I can change for the show on a daily basis. Remember, right now we're doing three to four shows a week. We want to get the best content out for you guys. And the only way we can do that is by having you subscribe and tell us what we need to do. And secondly, follow us at Locked on Aggies. Locked on Aggies is your number one source for all things related to 12th Man content. And the only way that we can get better is by you subscribing to our show on iTunes, like us on Spotify. And if you can't do any of that, at least listen to us and all of our great podcasts found on LOPN at LockedOnPodcast.com. We are joined by a very special guest tonight. You know him, you love him. He's someone who is a major friend of mine. I have known him for the last two years, and he is a stud, not just with film breakdown, but more importantly, covering the Broncos and our main guy, Von Miller. And that is Mr. Cody Rourke of Locked On Broncos. Cody, how you doing tonight? Cole, I'm doing great, man. You know, thank you for having me on here. Anytime I could get on and uh, talk about anything Broncos related or some Broncos players that tie in that tie into Texas A&M, you know, I'm all for it. Yeah, especially when you have a premier pass rusher, a guy who's already hit the 100 sack mark in Von Miller. You have to love the pride and precision he's bringing to the Mile High City. The Super Bowl 50 MVP is still on a tear, but unfortunately, this offseason was one that he is not going to forget because of when the NFL went into full, not strike, not, you know, zero active mode. They just went into hiatus for a little bit. It was because of the COVID-19 crisis. And Von Miller actually was the very first player who came out, tested positive for COVID-19. You were there covering what was going on. And unfortunately, there's more news breaking out. The Kareem Jackson, the starting safety who used to play here in Houston, for the Houston Texans, recently tested positive. But back to Von Miller right now, just what do you remember hearing about it? What do you remember hearing about his words when he was talking about him going through the precautions? And what was the emotion like when someone as big as a name as the premier pass rusher of the Mile High City was diagnosed with this virus? Yeah, you know, I think it goes back to the moment I found out uh, his agent, Joey Brandon, sent out you know a mass message to all of us and the thing that he said was, you know, Vaughn ex- was experiencing some symptoms. You know, he felt like he almost kind of had the flu. His symptoms weren't too bad. But the thing that was the most scary about this was that Vaughn has a pre-existing medical condition in terms of asthma, right? And so what we knew at the time was that a lot of people that had asthma or other, you know, uh, breathing-related effects on their health, they could be impacted by it a lot more. And so for, I think for a lot of people... There was a, a crowd of people that didn't quite take COVID as seriously, uh, you know, in, in the sports world that I think. 
And so when Von Miller announced it, and Von Miller went on Good Morning America, he went on his media tour and talked about what he is dealing with, you know, how frightening it was to him, just the, the prospect of what was going on. I think it made people realize that, you know, hey, this is a serious thing. And, you know, whether your beliefs on it have changed, you know, I think that's up to you. But the fact is it's still affecting NFL players. Von Miller, you mentioned Kareem Jackson. Heck, even Ezekiel Elliott, various other Cowboys and Texans players have now tested positive. Uh, you know, for Von Miller, for a guy that, you know, is, like you mentioned, one of those players that is just a, a cornerstone of the franchise. To be able to get over 100 sacks already at this point in his career, his goal is to get to 200. He wants that top record overall in the NFL. Y you think that a guy like that is almost invincible. And then so when something like this happens, I think it kind of puts into perspective that, look, you know, you could be Super Von, right? You could be the one who dethroned Cam Newton in Super Bowl 50, but you got to figure out how to take care of yourself now in a time like this. And, and so he did. He was retested a couple weeks later, and he came back negative. So a learning experience, I think, for him. But it's, I think it's ampl amplified a little bit the importance of people really uh, uh, adhering to social distance you know, guidelines. Von Miller, before COVID-19, really became widespread. He was hardcore training. He was ramping up his physical regimen for the 2020 season. He was with Shane Ray every day and various other players, Bradley Roby. And all of a sudden it happened, and you started to worry a little bit about the people he's been hanging out with. He was hanging out with Brandon McManus. McManus was tested shortly after Von Miller announced it. His test came back negative. So this was something that Von contracted. He got over in two weeks, and, and luckily, I mean, that's the case. And I do wonder how much of this played a factor into it. Everyone knows, especially here at College Station, here in Houston, here who cover A&M, you especially, he has asthma. That is a big thing that he has. And he actually said in an interview with the Washington Post that he thought it maybe was asthma related. His asthma nebulizer helped, but it still wasn't uh, going the way it was supposed to. He says, you can't really taste, you can't really smell. That kind of turned into a messes of your appetite. So you're not really eating like you're supposed to. The first four or five days, I was nervous. I wouldn't say that I thought I was going to die or anything like that, but it did cross my mind a little bit. Now, in the Mile High City, of course, the air is a lot thinner up there. So how does this really affect him when it comes to his breathing apparatus, especially because if he has to monitor that during the regular season as well, and that's why they have those oxygen tanks on the sidelines every single weekend up there in Denver. Yeah, you know, I think him playing on Sundays has never really affected him too much, you know, from what I've been able to see from him. You know, there are times where, you know, occasionally he will come off on the sideline, get some oxygen, but primarily, you know, he, he's good to go. Um, I think that for where the NFL is at right now, with just so much concern, I mean, the NFL is adamant that they are going to be starting the season on time. I just... I think that if we see an uptick in players testing positive, I don't I don't see that happening with training camp being literally a month away from today. That to me is the most concerning thing. But for Von Miller, ongoing throughout the season, if the NFL is operational, you know, there's some talk by the NFL PA and, and you know, if people are following along at profootballnetwork.com, live updates as they were coming in on the NFL PA call on Monday, is that the NFL PA, they're hoping to have a 90% legitimate saliva swab test that they can give to players, but players will be tested every three days. They even propose the idea of face shields. I'm not quite sure really how that's going to play a role into anything and, and let alone what benefit it would be. I think it'll actually be counterintuitive if we're talking about football-related activity. I can't see players playing with a face shield, and let alone there's some ideas of people proposing some COVID helmets. I just don't see that happening. The NFL's got to take a serious look here about how they're going to progress with the season going forward.
Yeah, he actually even came out and even said that if anyone who's working at an NFL team facility right now, he would have been nervous to gone back and see people, even if he was masked up. He says, I want to be safe. I want to make sure I can still deliver football to the fans, but I want to do this as safe as possible. I'm not cutting any corners when it comes to that. Just the leadership as a guy on the field, a guy who is an MVP candidate every single season, and more importantly, probably the face of the Denver Broncos right now, especially at least the face of the defense. When you hear quotes like that and you hear how he presents himself after going through something that a lot of people still maybe aren't skeptical about, but they more so at least are very cautious when it comes to addressing the COVID-19 epidemic going on right now. Does, Does that back up the leadership that you've seen of him in the past several seasons? I would say since Von Miller's coming to the NFL, I've seen a drastic transformation. Uh, You know, there were some times when he first came in early on in his career, he had some issues on the NFL substance abuse list there. There was a potential area where he was on strike two. And then when DeMarcus Ware came into the organization, Von Miller changed. Von Miller learned so much from DeMarcus Ware as a leader, how DeMarcus was leading. And then Von Miller, when DeMarcus Ware stepped down, when he retired, Von encompassed that. He took guys under his wing, and he's really transformed his entire career around to where you almost don't even think about what happened at the beginning part of his season. Phenomenal player, but many people are wondering, you know, is he going to be able to make it in the NFL? He's been able to do that. He's been a consistent playmaker. And there's been a lot of people, too, that look at the stat sheet and say that just because he had eight sacks in 2019, you know, his production dropped, he was still playing at a very high level. The problem was when Bradley Chubb went down with an ACL tear in week four, Team started to double-team and triple-team him more because the Broncos, they didn't really have a lot of an interior pass rush there as they did prior. Through the first four weeks, Bradley Chubb and Von Miller, they were getting towards quarterbacks. They just weren't registering sacks because of quick passing offenses. So they were getting there, and they were also seeing a lot of one-on-one attention. I think with Bradley Chubb coming back healthy, the additions of Jarrell Casey that can play on the interior of that D-line, I think the Broncos have a chance this year to really kind of pick your poison. I don't think offensive coordinators can commit to blocking or double teaming or triple teaming just one guy because the Broncos have a variety of guys at those positions that can contribute, that can get to the quarterback. Uh, But for Von Miller, yes, I do think that for him, he's transformed completely as a leader. I think that he's really played the smart approach. And I'm, I'm eager to see how he does going into year number 10 of his career in the National Football League. We got Cody Rourke here talking a little bit about the production of Von Miller. We're going to save that a little bit down the line because Von Miller also has been very vocal in the Black Lives Matter movement. He actually came out with a recent piece for Time Magazine. Cody's going to be sticking around and we're going to be breaking down that piece, dissecting what he said in just a quick moment. Howdy, everybody. It's Cole Thompson from Locked On Aggies. And like many people, I like to keep my car up to date. But with the ever-increasing numbers of Audis being made and new models coming out daily, it's impossible to stock up on the parts you need at every traditional chain front store. That's why you should go ahead and check out rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is a family-owned business helping out auto part customers for the past 20 years. They have everything from engine control to brake parts, motor oil, and even new carpets. So whether it's for a classic convertible or a daily driving car, Get everything you need with just a few easy clicks that will be delivered immediately to your door. The Rock Auto catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle, choose the brand, specification, and the price you prefer. Plus, you're never going to beat rockauto.com's prices. They're reliably low and they're same as the professionals or do-it-yourselfers. So why would you spend twice as much for the same parts at a traditional store? 
Go to rockauto.com right now to see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on on their how'd you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selections, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com is the place to go for your broken down car today. Give them y'all. Locked on Aggies presented by the Locked On Podcast Network. Cole Thompson here in the driver's seat talking all things Texas A&M. Guys, let me get your opinion on something. Do you like quality podcasts by people who understand your favorite team better than possibly you ever could? If so, why not listen to a Locked On Podcast? The Locked On Podcast Network has over two dozen college sports shows, plus every team covered in the NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, and up-to-date highlight and information for your fantasy sports season. So like us on iTunes, like us on Spotify, and if you don't want to do any of that, at least listen to us live at LockedOnPodcast.com. We got my main man, Cody Rourke, here. Make sure you're following him and Locked On Broncos at Cody Rourke NFL. Uh, That is at Cody Rourke NFL. Uh, Cody, once again, we were talking a little bit about the Black Lives Matter movement. Uh, this is a big thing that the Locked On Podcast Network has been promoting recently. Make sure that you guys are also donating, being a part of the change here. Every dollar that you match, we will be matching up to $10,000. But Von Miller recently came out with a new column for Time Magazine. Cody, I'm sure you've had a chance to read it. What was your takeaway from Miller's words in that piece? I think the biggest thing is that Vaughn was using his platform to bring to light an issue that a lot of people have kind of swept under the rug. And I think it really boils down to a perfect, we do have a problem in our country. And you can see it. Look, if you look at a lot of uh, news postings on Facebook, you look at social media, you see a lot of the negative comments. It just goes to show the issues that African-American men, women, and children are experiencing in our country. And so for the Black Lives Matter movement, for Vaughn Miller, he understands like his voice is so important because he's a guy that is out there on TV every single Sunday. He's a icon in the eyes of many young men. And he's also in a very, very important leader in the Denver community. I think the biggest thing that I took away from that not only just goes back to his leadership and just the maturity and growth that Vaughn has possessed, but it brings to light the reality that a lot of NFL players that are African-American have when they leave the field on Sundays. On Sundays, they put on their uniform, right? Whether it's a Broncos orange and blue, whether it's a Houston Texans white and red, there is a difference when you take that jersey off. And Kareem Jackson, Von Miller even said it best. When I take that jersey off on Sunday and I go back into my community, my reality is different than when I walked into the stadium. And I think that so many people don't understand what goes on. You know, just you, you drive a certain vehicle, you're in a certain part of town, your windows are a different kind of shade, and people see that, and then they wonder, you know, how can you afford this car? Those are questions that have been asked to NFL players all across the board in terms of when they've been pulled over, you know, the profiling that we see. So Von Miller, I think, is using his platform to speak out against something that we see commonly, you know, in social media. And sometimes we get to see on video captured in terms of social injustice, inequality and racism and obviously police brutality. And everybody believes, you know, there's a lot of people believing that. The, the message that NFL players are sending are that, you know, cops are bad. I don't think that's the message. I think is that there is a systematic issue that goes way, way back that needs to be addressed. And certainly they're not talking about every single cop in the world because, look, there are great cops out there. However, that is not the issue. That's not what we're highlighting here. We're highlighting the injustices that are committed when an African man, uh, woman, or child is murdered by a police officer and you evidently see it and it, and it makes you feel a certain way. Seeing those videos – absolutely enraged me because I thought to myself, I have friends and I've had uh, instances myself as a football player in Colorado 
walking into a convenience store in the middle of nowhere in Ellicott, Colorado with my teammate who is African-American. And just the treatment that I got from the store clerk in comparison to my teammate was very, very revealing, right? For me, I walked in, nothing. You know, I was able to go and get whatever I wanted freely. My, my friend, my teammate, my brother would go on and he'd go in the store and the store clerk would follow him around. That to me signified a bigger issue. And, you know, unfortunately, it's something that's been going on for quite some time. But now I think we're seeing people combat it and, and athletes, celebrities, and even people like you and me, Cole, using our platforms to bring more awareness. I think that's what Vaughn is doing. And look, I think it's a phenomenal movement. Yeah, and I love how you tie back in you and I both having football ties to this. And Von Miller kind of said it best. This was a quote that really stuck out to me because if he's not talking about him as the football player, just being a guy who makes tackles and brings down the quarterback on a Sunday, he says, I am a not a football player named Von Miller. I am Von Miller, a strong, proud African-American who loves making kids smile, people laugh, and my parents shake their hands. I also just so happen to play football, which has given me a platform. My love for our country compels me to use it. My message is this. I am all for unity, equality, and justice. If you are committed to that, we can ride together. Let's go. When you hear that, a, a guy turning away from the football side of things, but still able to say, everything I do on the field, is to make you happy. But when I'm on that field, I'm also representing my skin, my race, my people, anyone who has ever felt oppressed. That just screams leadership to me that he's been showing since the early 2009-2010 season during his monster year at AM. And it's translate pretty significantly over to the NFL. Yeah, I'd certainly agree with you there, Cole. And I always like to make the point too, and I don't know if people realize this, but look, Athletes, they're not just for our entertainment. They are human beings first and foremost, and that's that's what makes them who they are, is being human beings. You look at what Vaughn does in the community, Vaughn's vision, you know, the organization, the foundation he puts together to be able to provide thousands of kids per year with free glasses, you know, in terms of eyesight, being able to see. He spends so much time in the community. He is a pillar of what Denver wants as an organization from their players. But I'd say in, in terms of life in general, you look at him as a human being, he is an all-pro human being through and through. And I agree with that 100%. You just look at what Von Miller and his foundations have done for the city of Denver, especially for the inner cities of Denver, uh, in areas such as Aurora, such as uh, some other smaller towns that maybe do not have the funding because of where they are. Those are things that you look at with Von Miller, who back when he was a freshman had no idea what he wanted to do. And by the end of his time at AM, he knew he wanted to become a farmer and own his own chicken farm somewhere. So, I mean, when you see all that and he's able to employ people to do stuff, Stuff like that. Those are movements that we need in our community. And he is a proud Texas A&M alum who has been doing well, both on the field production wise and off the field hospitality wise. We got Cody Rourke still on the show and Von Miller is entering his age 31 season. This is the turning point. A lot of people start looking after you turn 30. The clock is ticking. How much time do you have left in your Hall of Fame Pro Bowl year. And Cody's going to be breaking down with us Von Miller's production moving forward in just a quick moment. The Lockdown Podcast Network stands against racism and social injustice. That's why we, the hosts, are making personal donations to local and national organizations that are fighting for a change. 
And in the month of June, Locked On is matching the total of all of our host donations up to an additional $10,000. To make your own donation along with us, please visit LockedOnPodcast.com slash Black Lives Matter. That website is LockedOnPodcast.com slash Black Lives Matter. Howdy, everybody. It's Cole Thompson from Locked On Aggies. And much like you, I am a health-conscious guy trying to stay in shape during quarantine. But you always got to have your daily dose of breakfast foods. And for me, who's always on the run... I found a tasty new treat in Built Bars. Built Bar is an amazing protein bar that tastes exactly like a candy bar and comes in 16 amazing different flavors. My personal favorites include the mint chocolate chip and the salted caramel. All the bars are covered in 100% chocolate and they're soft and easy to chew. Built Bar is not only good, but it's good for you and it's covered in the chocolate that everyone loves. Plus, not only will it help you lose weight, it can help you maintain weight as a delicious treat. Take, for instance, the peanut butter brownie bar. It comes with 20 grams of protein, 170 calories, 3 grams of sugar, and 3 net carbs. You're not going to find another treat like that out here. Go to BillBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON to save $10 off your first order. That code is locked on for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. So whatever you're doing to stay in shape during this quarantine offseason, make sure you're using it with Built Bar. Not only will you see results, but you'll have a tasty treat to start your day off right. Gig them, y'all. Locked on Aggies presented by the Locked On Podcast Network. Cole Thompson here in the driver's seat talking all things Texas A&M. Guys, make sure you're following us on social media at Mr. Cole Thompson and at Locked on Aggies. And make sure you're following our guests at Cody Rourke NFL and at Locked on Broncos. Locked on Broncos is easily one of the best NFL podcasts we have here on the Locked on Podcast Network. You can also follow him on Twitch because if he does live shows to let you see his film breakdowns, which are fantastic. And I'm sure eventually we will have a film breakdown on Von Miller from Cody. But Cody, when you look at last season, you kind of highlighted it a little bit. He had eight sacks last year which is only the second time in his NFL career that he has not finished with double-digit sacks. Now, the other time was in 2015. He only played in nine games, and he finished with five sacks. I think you kind of mentioned it a little bit, but just just how important is it when you play in a 3-4 scheme, especially something that Vic Fangio brought from Chicago down to the Mile High City, just how important is it to have that other pass rusher who can take the pressure away from either a pulling guard or from a double team coming off the edge with the guard and the tackle trying to block you from getting to the quarterback? It, it's very important. And when you look at what the Broncos ran, they ran a 3-4 scheme in 2018 when Joe Woods was the coordinator. Opposite of Von Miller, Bradley Chubb had 12 sacks, right? They, they were a very, very impressive duo. But for Von, when Bradley Chubb went down this year, like I told you earlier, you know, he just saw so much more attention. They would go with, you know, they go with two tight end sets. You know, Indianapolis was a, a great example of that, where they would put two tight ends to a side that have the tackle, and then they'd bring the running back to chip out. So essentially, he's being triple teamed, even quadruple teamed at times. They were trying to figure out where he was. John Gruden on NFL mic'd up. Literally was on camera saying, let me know where 58 is. Let me know when 58 comes off the field. He commands that type of respect there, and he's a game record. But the thing that stands out to me about Vaughn, you know, while he had a drop-off in terms of overall sacks, not having double-digit in 2019, there were a couple instances where he actually had a sack. 
he, you know, he timed the snap perfectly. They called him for offsides and he had a sack. So that took away one sack. He had another instance where he had another sack called back due to a holding call defensively by an inside linebacker. So, you know, I, I think if those things didn't happen, he would have had his double digit sack and people probably wouldn't have been as on the boat of saying, look, he had a, a drop off in productivity altogether. But if you watch him against the edge, I did a film review on him from this season. He literally played consistent on the edge. He was very elite against the run. He was still very elite against the pass, and his pass rush moves were still there. Being able to get that shoulder dip, what he does, I mean, he times the snap so perfectly. He understands the angle of the tackle. He's able to attack with his right hand, and he's able to just dip his shoulder lower than you know most people can normally in gravity. He is a contortionist. He is a phenomenal player to watch. I think that he's probably going to have the, maybe the best season of his career in 2020. I'm very, very confident on that based on how he's been training and based on how Vic Fangio's defense aims to look, especially with some help in that secondary at cornerback. I think they're going to have more pieces there to help contribute to a pass rush. The pressure is not going to be on Von Miller in 2020. So I think he's going to be able to play free and play loose. 26.5 sacks last year between, uh, in 2018 between Chubb and Miller. And when you go back to that 2015 season, which was Super Bowl 50, the MVP-like year, he actually had more sacks the following season and in 2018 than he did in Super Bowl 50 when he had 11 sacks that year. Uh, when you look at Fangio's scheme, I think one of the biggest things that really helped Miller transform was he played that hybrid defender at College Station. One of the very few players who did that in the uh, collegiate ranks during his time at AM. But when you look at Fangio's scheme, he goes out and he gets Jarrell Casey to play his Akeem Hicks role for the team. Just when you look at that, a guy who is a probably better suited as a defensive tackle in a 4-3 set, but in a 3-4, a perfect 3-I, maybe a 5-tech on the in, on the uh, inside shoulder of the tackle. Just, just what does that do opening lanes for him both inside and out? We were able to see what uh, Jarrell Casey could do against a very athletic quarterback in Lamar Jackson in that uh, playoff game. You know, he was a star of that game defensively. A couple sacks, forced fumble on Lamar Jackson, really just flustered him. Now, in Vic Fangio's defense, you know, I, I like that you mentioned he could play the three technique. He can play the five technique. He could also play the two-eye, being on the inside shoulder of that guard there. And the thing that really stands out is he's a very solidified anchor guy. He's got a very deceptive spin move for a big guy. And that was one thing that, I, you know, I really liked when I did my film review on Jarrell Casey was just watching him. He would attack the center and then he would spin backside or he'd attack the guard as a three technique, spin inside and get to the quarterback. I think he's got the capacity, you know, in the AFC West against Patrick Mahomes, Derek Carr, and who knows who the Chargers quarterback's going to be, whether it's Tyrod, Justin Herbert, even Colin Kaepernick. You know, I think that what he's able to do in terms of causing interior penetration will bode well for the Broncos. Because, look, if you have a defensive line and a pass rush that can get after the quarterback, that clock in their head as a quarterback, it's going to be a little bit shorter. They're going to have to get rid of that football quickly, and that leads to more interceptions. And I think for guys like A.J. Boye, Justin Simmons, Kareem Jackson, and whoever steps up at the other outside cornerback spot, Bryce Callen on the inside, they got the pieces, I think, to be very, very successful here in 2020, and it's going to make everybody's job easier. Yeah, I think the biggest downfall, and, I, and I've and i studied the Broncos a lot for PFN. Make sure you guys are also following Cody, Cody Rourke. He just started uh, PFN Broncos. You can follow him at Broncos PFN. I did a couple film studies. I still think the weakness is at the inside linebacker position right now, but if you get that pass rushing, you get that front seven to do their job to force interceptions into the secondary, which now has a healthy Bryce Callahan, who in 2018 was easily the best slot cornerback in the NFL. I think that this is going to be no breeze. 
at all. But when you look at this Broncos team, Denver went out this offseason to build around SEC former quarterback Drew Locke by going out and getting KJ Hamler, going out and getting Alabama wide receiver Jerry Judy. Last year, they went and got Noah Fant. They go out and get Dalton Reisner. They go out and get Graham Glasgow to play the uh, offensive line. Is this still a defensive-minded team, although they built this past offseason around a potential franchise quarterback? I think primarily, yes, until the Broncos offense can put up more points and be consistent, this will still be a defensive team. Uh, and that was the thing, too. That was the theme of the offense, right? Offense, 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 offense of the entire offseason. And everyone was talking about surround Drew Locke with weapons. They went out and they did that. And because they did that, there was so much talk about the offense. Everybody was forgetting about the defense. Everybody was forgetting about the addition of Jarrell Casey, Bradley Chubb coming off ACL. You have A.J. Boye, Kareem Jackson. Justin Sim is more than likely going to be locked up to a long-term deal by the July 15th deadline. And then you factor in Alexander Johnson getting yet another year now, full-time as a starter at inside backer at the wheel position. Todd Davis back one year and what could be his final year as a Denver Bronco as their Mike backer. And then you have some impressive other guys you drafted with Justin Sternid, Michael Ojemudia out of Iowa. They have a lot of guys right now that I feel like they have so much depth at such critical positions defensively. They're going to be very strong, and, and I think that they can platoon guys. I think they can rotate a variety of different players. So I think that they're still a defensive team overall. We still got Cody Rourke here for a few more minutes. Cody, when you look at Von Miller entering his age 31 season, I think he still has is it three or four years left on his contract right now. I believe after twenty after the season he'll be an unrestricted free agent heading into twenty twenty one. I think so, that's I think that's right. Now when if he so they're gonna have to get him if he puts up, let's say again the double digit sack marker. What is a valuable price range for a thirty one year old, almost thirty two year old pass rusher who still is playing, maybe not at an elite level, but a consistent level on his way to another double digit season. I think you got to really look at it in terms of average valuation of a contract, right? Because his massive deal that he got after Super Bowl 50, that was, you know, record setting. I don't think he's going to get that same type of deal. However, you know, what can you take if you take two years off of that? You know, let's say you go with a three-year extension, then you could go to maybe an overall value of maybe getting to a more favorable position. Uh, you know, if I'm looking at it, probably in the $65 million range, $75 million range in that range there for a three-year deal. How much of that's going to be guaranteed, I don't know. But the biggest question here, uh, you know, Cole, is the fact that the NFL salary cap may be drastically impacted in 2021 if there's no fans that could be in the stands this year due to COVID-19. That's, that's a concern that the NFLPA had. So that would drastically impact those players that are actively looking for a new contract and for Von Miller would put him in a position as well where it may hurt his market value or the NFL salary cap may hurt everybody's market value. And that's something we're going to have to continue to follow up on right now as he enters a free agent. Before we let Cody go, real fast, Cody, just now you have Jarrell Casey on the line to replace Derek Wolf. You are able to go get a couple more secondary players like you mentioned. Kareem Jackson now fully in at safety. You go out and uh, even though you lose Chris Harris, you go get A.J. Boye, his replacement. With Bradley Chubb especially coming back healthy, what do you expect from Von Miller in 2020? That's great. You know, I expect Von to be Von. You know, we we never really have seen in his career since coming to the National Football League, we've never really seen a decline necessarily. He's, he's played at a high level. He's adapted year in and year out. Um, I think last season he came in probably – a little heavier than I think that he wanted to. I thought he wanted to bulk up a little bit, probably put on 10 to 15 more pounds to be more physical. But 
but I think that he's got to a point where he just wants to play faster now. And so, you know, he was working with the Hell's Kitchen trainer in a sense and, uh, you know, really kind of grinding there, I think, to lose some weight. And I think he's going to come in probably 10 to 15 pounds lighter, play faster, and have that ability too with how fast he is, especially reading off the line of scrimmage. I think that that's going to be the, the move that we see. He's going to finesse people while Bradley Chubb on the opposite side, probably going to play that more of that Khalil Mackerel as that stronger, more physical style of pass rusher. Juan's going to be that versatile kind of agile pass rusher. One of two triple-digit sack players still active in the NFL, the other being J.J. Watt. I think that says enough about how Von Miller has represented the 12th man up in the Mile High City. Once again, give a big shout-out to Cody Rohr. Cody, let the good people of College Station know where they can find you. Yeah, if you're a Von Miller fan, you want daily exclusive content. What's going on with the Broncos? You can listen to Locked On Broncos alongside Locked On Aggies for your daily listening pleasure. Also, for Broncos content, uh, you guys can follow me on Twitter at Cody Rourkenafel. I've now launched as the managing editor for the Broncos Pro Football Network. You can follow that at Broncos PFN for daily exclusive content on the Denver Broncos. So any questions you guys have about Von Miller uh, or the Broncos defense, shoot me a DM. They're always open and uh, happy to look, hear from you guys. And as the lead writer for PFN, I definitely love reading anything Denver Broncos. I am very high on them going into the offseason. Once again, big shout out to Cody Rourke for coming on the show tonight. And that is going to do it for this edition of Locked on Aggies. Make sure you're following us on social media at Mr. Cole Thompson and at Locked on Aggies. Make sure you follow our guest at Cody Rourke and at Locked on Broncos. Tomorrow, we will be breaking down just daily news coming out of College Station as the players have officially returned for voluntary workouts in the 12-man facility. What do we know heading into the second half of the month? And will we have any delays with football? You're not going to want to miss that show. We'll see you tomorrow. And remember, take them y'all. This has been Locked on Aggies, presented by the Locked on Podcast Network.